0: hey
1: yo welcome back to the seventh rounders Blake. hey yo my name's c mess i get all undressed in the club it don't matter because i'm all about the grap the grap the finny finny rap when i walk down the street all i see is that new fresh beat You know, I get to kick it with my boys. John and Connor, we all about them toys. When we run, we run. We run and run and run. And guess what? When we're done, we drink the rum. Ha, and Coke. Guess what? I'm not going to do a joke to that. Rap, fat, stacks. Welcome back to another episode of the 7th Rounders. Hey, boys. What's going on?
2: That grew on me quite a bit by the end. I'll say it. I'm not
1: afraid many, to say it.
0: How many times did you practice that?
1: Uh, three, but it actually came out different the last time. So, uh, it, you know, it's just spitting off the top. It's all about the flow, the rhyme scheme sometimes.
2: So some breaking news in the world of sports. Uh, number one, first and foremost, FanDuel has banned my account <laughs> on their sportsbook app. Uh, or temporarily banned it. Powers, I don't know what's going on on that end. Uh, we might have, you know what? Straight up, I'm going to have to hire an attorney, I think.
1: Wait, let me check.
2: I did nothing wrong. Powers, I did nothing wrong.
1: John, John, no. mine has been banned Absolutely as not. well. Mine has been banned as well. Shit.
2: Okay, so here's the situation
1: location
2: issues. Powers here uh, tried to do the boys a solid, and folks, they caught us. <laughs>
0: They, they literally we couldn't we couldn't get through the firewall, man. No,
2: they clearly, and that's just a, tre- a check on their uh, emergency preparedness. So good job yeah. to Fanduel technical support. That's tough. Uh, in other news, Sir Luke keekley has retired from the NFL at the age of 28. Just watched the uh, the video that he put out. The Panthers put out uh, pretty wild stuff. I think we're going to see more and more often now with the uh, with the head injuries he's had. Many. You know-
0: no, he's a Boston College guy, so I feel for him. He's truly – he's going to retire one of the greatest linebackers ever, though.
2: Yeah, you know, that's, that's a debate that someone just tossed in the gambling chat, I believe. Uh, was it Woodland? Rodriguez?
1: Why have one I not them? been added to that yet?
0: Uh,
2: it, you're an amateur. You're an amateur.
1: Huh.
2: You really are. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure this out. I want to give him the question. It was Woodland. I asked Hall of Fame. I think he's got to be. First ballot. No doubt. First ballot? And he only paid, played till 28? Yeah, seven, I mean, eight, I... Yeah, I mean... Okay, seven-time Pro Bowl, five-time first-team All-Pro. That's more important. Second-team All-Pro and the other two. I think every season. He plays seven or eight seasons. Do you know? I think he played eight. Eight eight every year but one he was on an all-pro team five of those that's pretty incredible defensive player of the year tackles leader rookie of the year wow
1: great career you know it was a privilege to watch him play yeah i think
2: he's got to be he's got to be a hall of famer there's no doubt about it
1: it was the right time for him to go out you know the team's gonna be bad for the next few years Um, it is
2: you mentioned the coaching change wasn't a part of it But the timing is right without Ron Rivera there.
1: Yep. Completely agree. Could Uh, could be heading for a rebuild as well. And I think it was primarily due to John switching teams. I think, you know, Keekly just couldn't take it any longer.
2: caught wind, word travels fast, and it's unfortunate, but it happens. Uh, Fins up. I will say this. I mentioned to you guys. I think that ESPN is going to snatch up Keekly really quick. Someone is. I think ESPN needs someone might replace I don't know if they'll throw him in the booth right away, but...
0: How, how many years before CTE kicks in for him, though? We'll see. He had, what, five concussions? Four? He had a lot. He had a lot. CTE
2: is a it's it's what we call a waiting game. You never quite know. Shout out, a big shout out here. Jim Brown was named the number one college football player of all time at the uh, National Championship game last night. He is... Quite honestly, probably the the greatest trooper in the country. He's hanging he's hanging in there for us. <laughs> the funniest moment still twenty nineteen. Like, 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 like the hardest I laughed in twenty nineteen. They put him up in the NFL draft to announce like the Browns' second or third round pick. And he said <laughs> the twenty thirteen NFL. He messed draft.
0: that up almost every time.
2: It was it was the hardest I laughed. Um, the CT is no joke.
1: But what a trooper. Can we talk about that list quickly? It is kind of like they didn't have a guy that's played in the 2000s in the top 25. I find that's that Reggie. really.
2: Reggie Bush, Vince Young, they were all buried. Like Reggie was in the 60s, I believe.
1: Reggie was 61. I don't understand I his... that. Is that I, like they're I, just.
2: I have Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow is snubbed as well. Uh, where did they have Cam Newton? He was not in the top 80. Really? That is, that's that's abysmal. I mean that's abysmal. Um, we're battling right now currently, so a little role reversal tonight. Powers here, his audio is it's uh, it's spotty to say the least. So, um,
1: John, that brings back the question: What is Wi-Fi?
2: That it's, it's a mystery. It's an it's an absolute enigma.
1: It's literally Actually. like through the air, but I don't understand. So you have a router and a modem, and it's just. Like it signals Wi-Fi, so it's like spectacles come through to your devices. Like it, it's physical. Like I, don't I get know a cord. Spectacles is the right word. <laughs> it, I get it like a cord, where it's like it shoots the power through the cord to the device. But Wi-Fi is just a whole nother game that I'm not mentally prepared to, you know, uh, accept. And it, it's cost. It's cost us. You know, it's it was, hurt us.
0: It, it works like sound. You know, you can't see sound. I can still hear you talking. Wi-Fi.
1: But that's a that's a physical thing. Like a device isn't an organism. It's not living. So that how is does it?
0: Not a physical
1: thing. There's there's nothing. It's like empty space, and it's just like particles, but they're particles that don't exist.
2: Okay. I just um, suffered from a, a CT... And at the age of 24, I think I'm calling it a career. I'm, it's a, It's the right time to move on.
1: You're 24 years old.
2: I am. It's the right time to move on. You're halfway to 48, dude. It's crazy to think about when you put it that way. That's
0: good math, Chad.
2: That was – how would you do that so quick?
1: Well, so 24 over 24, you add 4 and 4, that's 8. And then you move over to the left, and it's 2 plus 2 is 4, so that's 48.
0: Well done. We – we did have a national championship game last night. We should probably talk about yeah. the greatest football team and greatest quarterback slash player that's, that's been around since, since I've been alive. Yeah. I've no doubt or hesitation in saying that. Yeah. And I think uh, the only player
2: of our generation who could compete in terms of dominance is Cam Newton when he was at Auburn. That one season, like that, it would be the only comparable season because he had a much worse supporting cast than Joe Burrow did.
0: Yeah, but I, I, I have Cam Newton stats up. No, no, no yeah. statistically, I mean, yeah, it's Joe Burrow,
2: but I mean, Cam also. I don't know what the rushing comparison looks. like. I know Burrow ran for a bit, quite a bit of yards this year, but there's no way it was much as Cam. But Cam just had hadn't the talent
1: around him. Calvin Benjamin.
2: He was once a Florida are, are State.
1: Are you guy. kidding? Me? Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, that was Jameis. That was Jameis. Auburn must have had guys. God, I'm off already. Yeah. Lying. They, they had a great uh, job that one running off. back.
0: They but had you no know, Michael Dyer, and they had the other guy. Cam Newton was the
2: only player on that offense to play a snap in the NFL.
1: I can't believe I just said Calvin Benjamin. No, so, all right. Chad's embarrassed
2: that. himself once or twice tonight already.
0: <laughs> well, I Anyways, just want perspective. Joe Burrow finished the year with 5,671 passing yards, 60 touchdowns, and only six INT. Another five rushing touchdowns in 15 games. That is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah.
2: Good player. He had a good season.
1: What you guys think of the, uh, the game? Mm-mm.
2: I initially was quite nervous because when Clemson gets out of the gates hot, you know, up seventeen seven. I was worried because that's when they just they did it last year. Bam. That's when they just, just kill people. But LSU made the adjustments that teams haven't in the past made <sighs> when they go down. And their receivers absolutely ate the cookies of the Clemson secondary. Terrell and Kendrick got burned the entire game. Jamar Chase at like 200-some 200, 200
0: yards. Number one pass in defense.
2: Yeah, Connor, your audio's bad. I'm gonna talk over you for a minute. Um, we'll let you regroup on your end. Chad, you look like you're deep into some thought, trying to find some numbers.
1: Um, uh, it's. I mean, I think Lawrence was off. Um, I think it. I think it had more to do with Lawrence being off than LSU's secondary, personally. Um, John is shaking his head. He disagrees. He vehemently that's disagrees such,
2: that's such a garbage take, dude. That is a, that is, a listen, that is such a garbage take, dude. Why can't it be about LSU's defense just absolutely having their way with with Lawrence and the receivers?
1: because LSU but, let up four hundred yards rushing to an old miss quarterback or their thereabouts. LSU's defense is not that good.
2: They show up when they wanted they they showed up when they needed to show up, and that was in the playoff. 25 to Clemson. Are you kidding me? And then it was 17 to seven. They had eight points the second quarter on. Are you kidding me? That's not a fluke. That's not a fluke at all. You know, had Clemson had
1: Clemson had injured receivers oh god, and dude. Lawrence was. To-
2: you literally are so brainwashed by by. Oh my god, dude.
1: What what am I brain I'm hate not Clemson, whining. Hey, where. I got a. No, I, told he's people, I told people from the beginning LSU's offense would be too much and they would win the game, but I'm also not Good, going to sit for here you. and say that Trevor Lawrence uh, wasn't off because he was definitely off. Anyone <laughs> with eyes that watched that game knew he was not for whatever reason was not himself. I think he's partially injured as well. Oh so, LSU's team, playing with LSU, pretty- I'm not saying LSU be- is worse than Clemson. LSU is hundred percent best team in the country Deserved to win a national championship. Congratulations to them. But at the same time, the gap is not as big as the result of that game. Lawrence was off. There's no disputing that.
2: He ran into the teeth of a good defense that was waiting all year to actually have their best game this season, which they hadn't had. Honestly, it was probably their best game of the season defensively
0: yesterday. I was, really the- I was really surprised that Clemson didn't utilize Lawrence running more like he did against Ohio state.
1: I think he was banged up and I completely agree counter, but I honestly think he was banged up. That's why they didn't run him as much. But I think the other thing is, you know, they get down 28, 17 at the half and it's really hard to run the ball like that going into the second half. And what's his name? Only finished what's with 15 carries ETN.
0: At the same time, they cut it to 28, 25. I drive into the second. I'll half. say this, Chad, LSU
2: used two all Americans in their secondary their they four starters, or uh, All-Americans. That's a good defense. Grant Stingley and Delpit. Delpit. Derek Stingley was a fun. first team.
0: The second team All-American. He's in the New Jersey finalist Derek, Derek Stingley's Heisman odds, he's in, like, the top ten yeah. next year. Chad, you're uneducated. You don't know what you're talking God. about. How are
2: you saying it's more about Lawrence being off than than Burrow throwing for 463 and five touchdowns against Clemson's second that's because the story of the game. The that is the story of the game.
1: Way more important than two guys in the secondary. That, one being highly overrated. So, of and
2: Burrow just had 463 and five touchdowns. Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah. The quarterback.
2: So, how is that not the storyline? How is, how is Lawrence being off your storyline? I'm not today? saying
1: it's not the storyline. I'm saying, you know, the gap in the game was significant and they think there's this huge discrepancy and I'm saying, really, those teams are a bit closer in terms of than what the game, like the result of the game.
2: No, Lawrence hadn't played a defense that good at at any point this season. It just is. It's it's true.
1: At the
0: same time, like that Bama defense he shredded last year, statistically was better than LSU's.
2: That's fine. Eyeball test, baby. LSU's defense was fantastic yesterday. Fantastic.
0: They were. I just, I agree. I think both are true. I think LSU's defense had an amazing game plan and executed it. And I think Trevor Lawrence happened to make, he missed open throws every now and then. That
2: linebacker linebacker for LSU, Patrick Queen, was an absolute monster yesterday. All over the field. All over the field. Defensive
0: player of the game. Yeah,
2: all over the friggin' field. It was incredible.
0: But, but yeah, I mean, I mean it was uh, LSU. I I don't have anything bad to say about them. How do you not love that team? You know? Yeah, Joe Burrow smoking cigars outside the locker room after, right after the game. You got Coach O firing me up.
2: Might be the video. I,
0: here.
1: I mean, I'm fine with LSU winning, but I'm not gonna sit there and be happy for them. Like, I'm not happy they won. That's fine. I, I'm not. I wouldn't have been happy if Clemson won. I, I do want to shift the attention. I.
0: Joe Burrow is a beast. I think Jefferson and Chase are the best receiver combo I've ever watched as well. Those dudes are elite. I was
2: I was gonna move that direction. Jefferson, I think, had the juke of the season yet last night. He that guy he put him in the Mississippi River. That was insane. That was an incredible dude.
0: Clemson captain too. I don't know his name, but he's the captain.
2: Absolutely on skates. was it Rudolph. Was it Rudolph or the other guy? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. But, um, I mean, that was wonderful.
0: Chase? Number 19.
2: Yeah, I
0: don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know his name either.
1: But, um, so you'd rather have Chase and Jefferson than Judy and Ruggs? That's tough. Yeah, probably.
0: I, I think Judy is probably – the best of the three of them but ross is four the fourth best yeah yeah are the four of them yeah i think hammered. bama has the best and the worst so i'll take the two and the three
1: okay and can't forget i mean obviously banged up but higgins and ross are pretty darn good as well um don't sleep on that
0: minnesota receiving core either they, they're, they, they're yeah. damn good too one thing
2: i learned today about jordan jefferson because so i was curious um Justin a, Jefferson? Sorry, Justin Jefferson. Jordan Jefferson's a different player. I don't know he was
0: him. a former QB.
2: Yeah, yeah, he was.
0: Yeah.
2: It's not that embarrassing of a, of a misstep by Clemens there. Um, Justin Jefferson was a fringe three, three-star recruit. He wasn't even an 80 rating on 247 Sports. He only had four offers from LSU, Northwestern, Tulane, and Nichols State. Those were his D1 offers. According to the course,
0: did did LSU offer him? Is he in state?
2: Yes. Yes, he is. Probably right down the road. So that was, he was 2017. I can't recall if Orgeron came in in 2017 or 2018, but he groomed him, him and that offensive staff. It's incredible. So him and
0: Chase can both come back, technically.
2: Well I don't know dude. Odell was giving them hundreds of dollars of bills on the field, so that that might be ruined
0: now. Apparently, that money was fake is the report that as what LSU told reporters that it was fake money. There's no way.
2: <laughs> there's just no way. The way that the facial reactions that they had when that was happening, there's just no way.
0: <laughs> yeah there's no way.
2: yeah gotta hope everyone reads that headline
0: baked. <laughs> Yeah, that got washed. Hopefully it gets lost in the uh the wash. It yeah, will. It
1: always does. So one last little sidebar on this. You guys may get pissed on pissed at me, but oh well. Was this season for LSU more about Joe Burrow or um Joe Brady?
0: You're talking about their passing game coordinator?
1: Yes. Who the Panthers who, who just...
0: is? Yeah. Coming yeah. to the Panthers.
2: Quite a day for the Carolina Panthers organization. Quite a week, honestly. A lot of change. A lot of change. Anyway, Joe Brady, I really hadn't, you know, prior to the season, honestly, late in the season, I, I didn't really know much about him. Um, did some homework earlier today. I was curious when the Panthers brought it, or said they were bringing him in. He was with the Saints for Saints for a stint there with Sean Payton. So that's interesting.
1: He they brought him LSU brought him in this year. Yeah. And literally changed like I mean, everyone knows going into September. Burrow wasn't even a like a lot of people didn't have him as a draftable quarterback. Obviously yeah. going to go first overall now.
2: And if you run back our, our episodes early in the year, you were part of that crew. I think you both were.
1: As we're, don't t- sit here and say in September you thought Burrow was elite.
2: I don't, I'm not saying I did. I don't think I even had a take on him at the time. But you guys did. I, remember,
1: no, I, I know you
2: did specifically, Chad. You bastard. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, and I think it has more to do with Joe Brady than Burrow. You saw what Burrow did last year. Very average. So it'll be interesting to see him perform in a system that does not include Joe Brady. But at the same time, I think he's learned enough at this point uh, to take— with him all that he's learned i guess and he'll be just fine in cincinnati um
0: listen i want to say it was because of joe brady but just like the way joe burrow has handled the spotlight it just feels like he's meant to be in it and i just i have a lot of faith in joe Burrow figuring it out in cincinnati i'm more interested to see how he does when he doesn't have that much talent around him
1: yeah. I mean AJ Green will be nice if he's still in Cincinnati. I don't know. Um he has a Tyler deep, Boyd's
0: all right too.
1: Tyler Boyd's all right and then they got the uh the deep threat, John Ross, who if he's healthy It's is- not a, it,
2: it's really not a bad receiving corps at all like at all. They didn't have anyone this year. They just
0: have Joe Mixon too.
2: Yeah. Um Do you guys I have seen some comparisons on like the Twitter and other uh, means about him and Andy Dalton being similar players, like a rich man's Andy, Dal- Andy Dalton, someone said. "What
1: do you? How do you feel about that? I don't think he's... Uh, I definitely think he is far better than Andy Dalton. But I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to have a Hall of Fame career. I think uh, there's other guys in the draft class that could have just as good of, if not better, careers than Burrow. Um, but... Who knows I mean if if I'm picking first overall and all the you know medical things check out for Tua, I would personally rather have Tua, but that's just me
2: i I for some reason i I am dude, I think Tua might not be all that in the NFL
1: because of injury related because he's a lefty. <laughs>
2: I literally like am try. I, like, I always man. try to picture him in the NFL, and I just hate the thought of that.
0: Yeah. I I wanted to say though, I think Joe Burrow. I'm honestly gonna toot my man's horn here. I think he's similar to Matt, Matty Ice. His play style. They're just so accurate. They throw great balls. Smart. They're mobile when they need to be mobile.
1: And I think that's what set burrow apart especially the most was obviously it has to do with improving in the pocket presence department but just being able to use his mobility he wasn't a guy that was going out there and rushing for 100 yards a game but he was so great under pressure and being able to use his mobility not to always run for first downs but to move out to the right or to the left and throw bombs down the field to you know receivers that were able to get open last second yeah and I think that is an area of huge improvement from last year, where he didn't see his first or second read open, and he was tucking and running, which is obvious it's it's the case for a lot of NFL guy or college to NFL guys is that's where you need to see improvement. But I think he, that jump was significant, uh, being as though he's still in college and hasn't had, um, I guess, training or mentoring from NFL guys. So. Props to him. He, also
0: reminds, he reminds me of a young Andrew Luck a little bit, too. Just, like, they they were just so quick on their reads and just accurate. But at the same time, you could see that they had phenomenal arm strength. Like, those deep balls he was throwing yesterday were right in the bucket every time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, moving on, um, a like I'll go and in my opinion i thought it was a phenomenal 2019 2020 college football season a lot of exciting moments it was nice to uh have alabama out of the college football playoff for a year where i'm sure they will be back again next year
2: you know but hey even though they're out of it we still saw saving as much as most seasons on uh that <laughs> type of night so all over the
1: espn broadcast yeah any, he's uh, a la- handsome guy, though. I'm not mad about it. He's a handsome guy. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he's a DILF. Any uh, closing remarks on the the college football season before we yeah. kind of look ahead to next year?
2: Couldn't be happier about the result last night. That's all I'm going to say. All
0: right. It was nice to see a new team win for, for a change.
2: It was a really, really fun season, honestly. A lot of new teams, excitement shaking up you got teams like minnesota baylor where the hell are they where are they coming from we don't know they were phenomenal out of nowhere um the group of five dude the cincinnatis the memphises the ucf a lot of good group of five teams made for some exciting games we can't forget the match every team was six and six this year it was pretty <laughs> incredible a feat that you might not see again
0: and the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors? You have the
2: Utah Utes team you ride and die for them, and then they really screw you when it matters. <laughs> um, and I mean, just talk about talk about a year. I, it hasn't hit me yet that the season college football is over for uh, you know another what seven eight months. But uh, 278 probably
0: seventy eight days. It, it's
2: gonna hit me during the Pro Bowl weekend with the NFL. I'm gonna I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna spiral actually probably um, when I all I can watch for football is is.
1: Pro Bowl, the dodge um, the dodgeball tournament the day before the Pro Bowl. Pro Yo, bowl. you
0: forget, you forget. We have XFL starting up soon. Wow,
2: I saw Chad Ochocinco is going to try out for kicker. He has I did see that. like scheduled to try out for kicker.
1: Pretty nice. incredible. I will give him jersey if he makes it. No big deal.
2: <laughs> anyway, um, before we get off to the NFL, as you said, a little next year, twenty twenty college football talk.
0: Yeah, so uh, we have – Vegas has released odds for both the Heisman and the national champion. Uh, We could start with the national champion. I'll just read off the top, you know, five or six. Clemson's your early favorite, followed by Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Florida, Oklahoma, Oregon, Notre Dame, Penn State, Texas A&M, Auburn, Texas, Michigan, Wisconsin, and then Utah, and Minnesota,
1: rounded out at a hundred to one odds. Um, one thing I'm looking forward to for next year: who is the next great Wisconsin running back? Who's going to step up and run yeah. for two thousand yards?
2: I love Minnesota, one hundred to one. If you want to, I love that. They're a good team. They're a very good team.
0: Yeah. Speaking of are Minnesota,
2: there, wait, are do they have Chad? You'll know this better than me, because I'm not a Big Ten guy. Are they losing a lot of guys to the draft?
1: Uh no, because they're wide I know they're wide receiver. I forget the headline of the article, but um, is essentially like returning the Tyler Tyler Johnson is it Tyler Johnson? Yeah, he's yeah. returning. Is, and it's is, like- the
2: Winfield? is the safety is Winfield returning?
1: Uh, Winfield's going to
0: the draft.
2: Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah.
0: But uh. I don't even think Ottman, Bell, and the uh, the third receiver are even draft eligible. Okay. They're Um, good. Tanner Tanner Morgan, their quarterback, is currently listed as a ten to one favorite to win the Heisman.
2: They are. They are a good team. They're a team to watch right now. I'm putting it on everyone's radar. That, folks, I'm going to announce it now. That's going to be my team of 2020. I think. Early, that they're going to be my Utah of 2020. It's always – it was Vandy last year. It was Utah this year. It's going to be – Connor, I'm getting really excited. That's dangerous. We have about seven months till college football.
0: I hate that I'm going to be suckered into betting Texas at 40-1. to 1. Oh, no. Not but, with Herman.
1: Connor, what is LSU – at? or not LSU, Florida?
0: Florida's currently a 14-1 to 1 favorite. They are – they have the sixth best odds.
1: I – am a huge fan of florida going into next year looking at they have a couple guys that were draft eligible that are returning on the defense i think from their secondary they have kyle trask back who i believe could wind up being the best quarterback in the sec next year i have He's them a as a 16 college to one uh,
0: favorite to win the heisman and i might throw some money
1: on him i think there'll be tremendous improvement his first full off season as a starter um Really the only big returning guy outside of Bo Nix uh, in the SEC. And I, I could see uh, Florida getting one of those four spots in the college football playoff next year. Speaking of, you know, the quarterback carousel of college football, um, I don't know, if we didn't hit on it last week because I don't think the news broke, but Wake Forest uh, quarterback Jamie Newman is transferring to Georgia for his final year of eligibility. Wow. I also uh, want
0: to say... um Notre Dame's backup, uh, Paul Jerkovic, transferred to BC. That's a huge get for us. Four-star guy. So, hopefully he can get a waiver. That would be nice. What year is he? Uh, I believe he's coming in as a redshirt junior. Okay. Um, I just wanted to add, if you throw money on Notre Dame at 30-1 to to win the uh, national championship, you're literally... You might as well wipe your ass with it. They're, they don't yeah. have a shot.
1: Yeah. Uh, another team I like that's going to be, I don't remember where you had them listed, but they're going to be down around 15 areas, Oregon. Oregon's uh, at 30 to one right now. Okay. Obviously lose Herbert, but I think that's a team going in the right direction off of a Rose bowl win. Um, one of the best defensive ends in the country will be a true sophomore. Uh, they've been, Thibodeau, don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, I don't know who they are, who's going to be starting for them at quarterback next year. But I think that's a team that could also make some noise. Uh, they obviously have a huge early season game. They play Ohio State at home week two, uh, so that will be a fun one. Uh, any other any other thoughts on any of these teams? I know that Texas A and M is
0: getting a lot of uh, early money. Uh, at thirty to one, people seem to believe in Jimbo going forward. I don't even know who's going to be on the team next year, but
1: I'm sure they have a five-star quarterback that'll transfer.
2: Yeah, I um, something about South Carolina in 2020 is screaming at me. Uh, it could be their year.
0: <laughs>
2: I can't wait to, to see. One. I can't wait to see what their their win total Am I going to run back that win total bet again next year? Probably. I can't wait. In in five months or whenever that comes out, that four, five, six months, whenever it might be, I'm just going to be – I know I'm going to be ready to get hurt again by the South Carolina Gamecocks. So I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, they can ruin my happiness and stuff. That's a
1: gift. That's an absolute given. It's a but, given. Uh, it's a given. My team, I'm honestly not getting excited about Ohio State until they're in the college football playoff next year. Um, I'm just so disgusted with them at the moment. But uh, they'll they'll be good again. Obviously lose a couple guys in the secondary. They got Sean Wade to come back, and they have um, three five-star receivers coming in. So it'll be a fun passing attack. Uh, so that's about all I have on them.
0: Yeah, I, it, hopefully Clemson doesn't just absolutely dominate next year. I'm hoping for some parity again. We'll see. Um, we uh, I'll just slide over to the Heisman odds real quick. Trevor Lawrence, obviously the early favorite with Justin Fields right behind him. Then Keaton Slovis from USC, Chuba Hubbard, the running back from Oklahoma State, Mac Jones from Bama, Sam Ellinger from Texas, Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma, and Tanner Morgan from Minnesota. And then Derek Stingley, who we mentioned earlier, is interestingly listed as a cornerback slash receiver at 16-1 to wow. odds. So wow. uh, I don't know if that means he'll be getting time in the slot that or what is uh, next year. But
2: truly an awesome name. That is one of the best names in college football.
0: History. Yeah.
2: That's incredible. That's an incredible name.
0: They were saying during the broadcast last night that he's apparently one of LSU's best commits ever. He was like apparently know. a like
1: top three recruiter. He was number five. one on Rivals last year. So they had a couple places had him as the number one overall player. Um, I'm trying to think. Other yeah, guys I know you
0: said you like Kyle Trask.
1: Um, I also like Zamir White from Georgia. He'll be the full time guy now that uh, DeAndre Swift is gone and Georgia actually also lost the five star running back commit. I don't know where he's going, so it'll be all Zamir White. Zamir White's I... thirty-three to one. Okay. And I th- I think the run game for Georgia will be a lot better next year with Jamie Newman in there. Just something different from From overall. So keep an eye on Zamir White. I really like Spencer Rattler from
0: Oklahoma at ten to one. He was the number one quarterback in his class. We would put this is dependent. I I hope. I think Lincoln Riley's staying at this point. I think it's fairly obvious. Correct. Yeah. He won't be doing an NFL gig. Yeah. yeah. So I think under Lincoln Riley, I think Rattler's got good value at 10 to 1. But I think if you're looking for a long shot, just find a guy that's near the top who you think their team's going to be in it late cuz I mean that's what it really comes down to. You've got to be a Johnny top Manziel's team yeah, even Johnny Manziel's team was, you know, top 15 or top 10.
1: Yeah. That's why a guy like Chuba Hubbard is is really hard to bet on just because Oklahoma State's like that 9 and 3, 8 and 4 team where I just think they're going to have too many losses for him to really be considered for the Heisman. I don't know, you guys may disagree with that, but that's just kind of how I feel. It's it's hard for a guy that at a school that doesn't get a ton of buzz to begin with. He runs for a bazillion yards, but even same thing with Jonathan Taylor and some of these Wisconsin running backs of the past, you know, it's, it's hard when your team has three or four losses.
0: I was thinking the same thing for Rondell Moore, uh, yeah. who will be back for Purdue. Wow. He's at 33 to one, but, uh, yeah, it should be, uh, hopefully a, an exciting season next year. Um, the last thing I wanted to say is, do you know anything about this guy, Miles Brennan, who's projected to be LSU's quarterback next year? He's currently a 16-1 to 1 favorite as well. Um, so I guess they're expecting big things out of him. Hmm. Chase and Jefferson both listed at 20-1 to 1, should they come back to school. I, uh, Chase is a true sophomore, so he will be back.
2: One other storyline. Um, Penn State today. <laughs> <laughs> not not great at all. Not great at all. A federal lawsuit uh, against the Nittany Lions and James Franklin for hazing former player who's now transferred to Cal. Notably, uh, Micah Parsons named in the re- in in uh, the report as one of the hazers. So interesting little situation yeah. in Happy
0: Valley. Before we dive in, um, I did see reports like. Uh, saying that Penn State investigated it and didn't find anything. Um, we all know, you know, how that whole uh, Paterno investigation and whatnot went. You know, they didn't Penn find State loves there.
1: hiding things. Uh, um,
0: I honestly don't know if, if the report, the lawsuit's true and these guys were actually saying, I'm going to Sandusky you. I mean, as, at what point are we talking death penalty here? I mean, there's just some messed yeah. up stuff going on at penn state no doubt they got some problems
1: uh last thing before we uh head to our dear dear friend aj for a little break um just keep an eye on the the transfer portal uh that'll start to uh, ramping up in the next few months uh, there's a couple big guys out there that if they yeah, go to the right king. Importantly,
0: just announced his the uh, former Houston quarterback just entered the portal. He'll be a, a big time QB for someone.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the Stanford kid has not announced where he is going. I still think he's going to wind up at LSU, but who knows? Um, those are just two to name a few. But those are two guys like like Burrow, where if they're put in the right situation, could have absolutely monstrous years. Um, not can't think of any team off the top of my head that's really looking for uh, a transfer quarterback. I guess um, Oregon could be one, um, but it's it's just something to keep an eye on because if you know if they transfer early enough and get time in that system through the offseason, it it it'll change things around for next year.
2: I mean, I always get excited about transfer portal season. <laughs> Portal, portal, portal. And then on to you, Sir Andrew Bradbury.
1: As always, thank you, AJ. And we are back with a brief monologue from Mr. Clemens.
2: Um, brief monologue, I don't know if that's right. Just, folks, Jack Eichel's unbelievable. Uh, another goal tonight that makes you just... Well, you love it. It makes you love it. It makes you love the sport, Chad. It does. The toe drag. It's the. It's become signature toe drag Jack Eichel. Always, always buries it, it seems like. I mean, and folks, Rick Jernet. Did I say that right? <laughs> sure. The uh, announcer for the Sabres.
1: Yeah, I know. I've... the
2: Eichel Tower. Folks, if you see an Eichel Tower shirt, that is... Uh, Trademark Seventh Rounders podcast. Uh, We're going to put this into production, folks. Get ready. Get excited. Send us art ideas. We're doing this.
1: All right. Thanks, John. Thank you for that. Quick plug. Quick plug. Love you, baby. Now we're on to a recap of the divisional round. Yeah, John is... Uh, Starting game one, the 49ers, the Vikings. It was not particularly close. Um, Ohio State domination. Nick Bosa. Shouts.
2: We got to a point in this game where I had to load up last week's episode of the podcast to my ear in public to hear what my predictions were. Because I knew I was really, really close to what ended up happening in this game, Chad. I told you I called this game. This might be the best I've ever done forecasting a game. Connor, I know you love it. I said I said that they would win 31-17. to 17. That's a 14-point victory. They actually won 27-10. They won by 17. It was relatively close. There, I said five or six sacks on Cousins. He's got the slowest release in the NFL. I said Bosa will have two alone. They had six sacks. Bosa had two. He had the last one really to drive the nail in the coffin. I couldn't have been happier. I was so proud of myself. I'm tooting my own horn. I'm not afraid to do it. I do have the Niners still, uh, that future bet for the Super Bowl,
0: still alive. Well, we have a matchup of uh, Super Bowl futures since I have the Packers. Um, That'll be exciting. Yeah, we'll get into that when we preview that game. Um, You know, this is the Vikings team that we thought they were all year. Uh, I don't know what it was in New Orleans. They got an emotional victory. Maybe it's just the fact that it was the first time they played in the playoffs since the Miracle at, uh, in Minneapolis. But the Vikings team, it was un- they were underwhelming all year, and we saw it again. And the Niners are – they might be getting hot at the right time. They might be peaking. going to be yeah. a good game next week.
2: I think the Niners, um, they peaked early, obviously started the year shot out of a cannon. They cooled off a little bit, but they ended the year very strong. The momentum's carrying. I think Minnesota, I I think Minnesota last week won because the Saints have like, they saw a black cat or something. They can't do anything in the playoffs. They typically save their worst football of the season for December, uh, January, I, I should say, January. Um, so Minnesota caught them in that phase of their season, but I mean, San Francisco is a wagon. They've been that way all season. Um, it went as I thought it would. Chad, you were really, really high on the Vikings. So what do you feel? How do you feel?
1: Uh, you know, ah, God, I, this is about. I don't know how to say this without upsetting you guys, but I'm really just not interested in this NFC championship game. I'm really not. It's, I don't know. It's just two teams that if you're not a fan of them, like who cares? You know that you have the Titans sitting there, a team of the people. That's going to be a phenomenal game. Too exciting you know, you have a young quarterback in Patty Mahomes. That game I'm excited for. It's the AFC. The I love the AFC. So
2: just so I, I
1: <laughs> I'm beating around the, the bush situation. With the Vikings. So just
2: around. so I understand this correctly, you don't have any thoughts on the Vikings 49ers, <laughs> eh?
1: Okay, fine. Here it is. It it was coming. The Vikings just aren't as talented as the 49ers. I was trying to get cocky. I'm I'm a big Dalvin Cook guy, and I thought for for some God knows what. He had 18 yeah, yards. God knows what reason I thought he could carry the team. It's just, well, I was just wildly wrong. And, folks, you have you know by now. Listen, you shame on you if you listen to me for this game. Because if there's games that I, I'm just – I don't know anything about. I'm just going to spew random bullshit. Dude. I'm sorry. for I'm the cutting you off. Of prediction. I'm cutting
2: you off. I'm just you're out <laughs> of pocket right now. I'm cutting you off.
1: All right. I'll you're all
2: it. over the place. One thing I just – the only thing about San Francisco I can't stand is Richard Sherman's pity party he runs on Twitter all throughout the last, like, I don't know, month. It's just, like, he's got to relax a little bit, take a, a couple weeks off of the Twitter. It's a pity party if you scroll down his timeline for himself. So uh, – but they're a wagon. If we want to move on to now the second game of the uh, the Saturday – slate tennessee baltimore the shocker of the weekend
0: Uh, i mean i was laughing
1: sorry go ahead
0: full disclosure um i thought there was no shot in hell baltimore was losing that game but tennessee at plus 10 was so good that i had to take it and they ended up blowing the doors off of baltimore do you think that now, Lamar
2: Jackson not playing since December 22nd, you know, his first game, this was January 11th, so it took, what is that, three weeks between his, his starts? Do you think that affected him? He was rusty. He didn't look, he didn't look sharp.
0: You know, I, I thought Pat McAfee made a good point. He said that when he played for the Colts, they used to do that as well. Um, and if you win, it's not something anyone talks about, but since they lost, you, you know, you have to look at it and see if it yeah. played a fact. Um, I saw, I, I, guess for the sake of the argument, yeah, I think it probably did, but Lamar was the first player ever to go for 300 passing yards over a hundred rushing yards in a playoff game. Yeah. And I, I believe they outgained the Titans by like two or 300 yards on offense.
2: Yeah. But I mean, he was a turnover machine. He lost three fumbles. Um, sorry, he lost four fumbles. Sorry, no, no. I, I'm saying fumbles, turnovers. He had three or four turnovers. Actions like double counting the stat and it threw me off because I'm looking at the fumble stat and it's like double counted. But anyway, and he threw the ball 59 times. I remember looking at it the day after and I was stunned by that. 10, more. 14.
0: That's more than Ben Roethlisberger's ever thrown in a playoff game. I think it's also also more than Peyton Manning had ever thrown in a playoff game. And he only pretty outrageous.
2: 52% of them. He only completed 31 of them. Meanwhile, you have Tannehill going 7 for 14 with a pair of touchdowns. Derrick Henry threw a touchdown pass. That
0: was an amazing play. Incredible. A jump pass.
1: Can we revisit again this week? Is Derrick Henry the best running back in football?
0: Uh, he's. I'll say it again. He's the most
2: dominant running back in football. You like Because I, I don't know how you can compare like him and McCaffrey. Completely different styles. I'd say McCaffrey is most dynamic. But Henry's the most dominant. And Saquon is probably the most put together.
1: <laughs> so the double Ds and then I don't like know going out on a Friday teams. night. <laughs> I don't
0: know the, how to between the three. There may not be a running back aside from Derrick Henry that can carry his team. Yeah, So I, I agree. So I guess for that reason I have to say he's the best, even though last week I they was do adamant have, about they do have a very good,
2: They do have a very good offensive line.
0: Pro- true. And a great defense. Yeah.
1: I'd also a little big J journalism here props to uh, the Titans defense, just playing to their strengths. They knew they weren't going to be able to stop Baltimore completely. And I think they understood they're going to give up a a crap ton of yards, but forcing Lamar to just continue to throw to the outside and throw to the long sides of the field, I think really helped um, limit like the effectiveness of the offense Uh, as you like I don't know. I just it I'm, just did not seem like the same Lamar Jackson in terms of throwing it. You know, he has some of those short ones and then a few runs and then he's just bombs down the field.
2: It's he, he loses confidence in himself. I think it happened in the playoffs last year, too. Um, he's looked absolutely terrible in two playoff games now. There's only two playoff games.
1: So it's last yeah, year's I playoff mean, game so in his
0: head. No, I don't think that's it. But it is interesting to see that in the regular season, he's thrown 42 touchdowns and only nine picks. Um, And he's like, his record's very good. And in the playoffs, he's 0-2 with three touchdowns, three picks. But to the Titans defense, they played almost a a perfect game. Uh, Ravens were 8-for-8 on fourth and ones coming into the game. They got stopped twice. Uh, and they turned Lamar over three times. They just, an amazing game plan, amazing defensive, uh, performance by them. I'm going to pat
2: us all on the back. I believe it was around week 13 or 14. I think we all kind of looked at each other and said the Titans are the team to beat in the South and they're dangerous. Like no one wants to play them. You can run it back and listen back. Probably what was that? Probably November we were we were kind of hopping on board the Titans. Uh, I want to think we were we were part of that first wave that kind of hopped on the Titans bandwagon and we're we're still here. It's been fun.
1: We need to listen back. I'm gonna do this after this episode. Listen back to the celebrity guest episode with Matt Mars and a couple other yeah uh, folks. I my Super Bowl prediction included the Titans. I'm just gonna throw that one out there. I don't it's remember. It. The NFC participants. You had
2: the Rams. You did have the Rams. I am still alive. I had the Chiefs and 49ers. I'm very much still alive, and I very much still believe that will be the Super Bowl matchup. I had the, uh, the
0: Packers and Ravens, I believe. the. Uh... You know what? I might have taken the Chiefs, but we're going to have to look back. I, I do not remember off the top of my head. We'll, we'll, we're going to have some film review. We're going to have a film review session. Also,
2: additionally, I'm going to have another film review session um, with my buddy Tommy here in Charlotte talking about the triple option offense. Um, I can't wait for that. If you know,
1: you know. Uh, what other games happened this weekend? I don't even remember. First oh, game Packers, on Sunday was... Packers first game on on. Sunday
0: was, oh. No, first game on Sunday was Texans-Chiefs.
1: That now, was... <laughs> let
0: me say this another game
2: where I kind of killed it. I'm um, this is the <laughs> John's humbly going to brag about the divisional playoffs episode. I did go for no, and I did nail it from last week when we did our little competition about arguing for, you know, which side you're on. I feel good. I did. I did say, I'll go back. I'll say this last thing before we do this game. I did say Baltimore would win, but I had Tennessee covering. That's what matters. Houston blew a 24-0 lead. Takes some pressure off the Falcons a little bit. A little bit.
0: I, I was so fired up about that one. I also hit the Chiefs' live money line at one point in that game. Yeah. But that was truly the most insane playoff game I've ever seen. Mahomes threw three touchdown passes in three minutes at one point in the first yeah. half. I don't know how they were leading after. They were leading 28-24 at the end of the first half after being down 24-0. They, yeah. Bill O'Brien is one of the worst big game coaches I've ever seen in my life. He's horrible. He has no ability to make adjustments. And once you
2: adjust to him, it's over. It's over. Are you Their surprised? He's also
1: a guy.
0: No, I'm not surprised. Listen, when he decided to kick that field goal um, up 21 nothing, I literally told my roommates, I said, he might have just lost on the game. Yeah. Did I think they were actually gonna lose? Absolutely not. But I think that was it right there. They had the foot on the throat and they, they couldn't do it.
1: But what difference would four points have made? That's my argument there. Momentum. They, still momentum. A momentum. Loss. they still had momentum. momentum. They're up twenty four-nothing.
2: These, these games are all momentum. No, no, no. The Chiefs yeah. the Chiefs getting a stop that deep in the red zone is a win. Is a win. That's that's force. momentum at home. And you know, the only reason you're down to that point is they're shooting themselves in the foot with some they allowed some fluky touchdowns, had some bad bounces. Dominant. I, I said they would the Chiefs were gonna win by tw- I had 42 21. That was actually pretty close. It was a high scoring game. Um, they won by 20. Proud of myself. Good job, John.
1: They didn't show JJ Watt as much that game, which was not. Nice. He was
2: gassed. That the whole defense <laughs> he was, was gassed. Tired. Watt was Watt was visibly the most gassed I've ever seen him in a game before. He could not run with the Chiefs at all, and it's partially due because he hasn't really played very much this year. But I mean, that that defense was by the fourth quarter, they couldn't even they couldn't even
0: run down the field. It was Listen, that game also cemented Travis Kelsey as a top five tight end ever oh for me. He's gonna he's gonna be a beast. And he was playing with a, a strained hamstring, I think, the whole second half. Yeah, had like three touchdowns, 150 yards or so, maybe more. I feel like they might have hit him. But he's a
2: big guy. I don't know if quarter zone would do it. Maybe some bull tranquilizer, <laughs> right, in, right? A bull tranquilizer
0: shot to the hammy. That's what that's what I wanted to say about uh, LSU game earlier. Joe Burrow had to have been on some type of meds in that second half, playing on broken ribs. Yeah, his yeah, his ribs were shattered. <laughs> that shit's got to be crazy. You probably just off of being trying to see
2: open I- receivers. I sprained my wrist. I this is the first time I've ever got. I got a cortisone shot a few months ago on my sprained wrist and it was literally the next day it was completely better. It was completely healed. Like that stuff's legit. And it was probably just like yeah. a like a minimum dosage cuz it took a day, but mm. So it's, let's
1: go I'm sure easy, yeah. Let's go on to our championship weekend. Are
0: we just not going to talk about the Packers and the Seahawks?
1: Oh god, the Packers. Okay, fine.
0: This was actually Aaron, a good game. Aaron Rodgers is a bad man.
2: I loved everything about everything about that third down play call at the end of the game. Third and what, three or four. He throws it down the field 25 yards or so to Devontae Adams over the shoulder. Tough play, but that's that's a textbook Aaron Rodgers big moment play. Something bold. You're not expecting it, but you should expect it because it's Aaron Rodgers. That's how they want to win games.
1: If Seattle had their running backs healthy, they'd be in the Super Bowl. Just They
2: they don't have the defense. They don't have the defense.
0: I really don't believe it. So I think uh, the Packers look great. I mean, Aaron Jones is a beast. He has like, I think he's got 20 or 21 total touchdowns this year. Um, Russell yeah. Wilson always amazes me. Uh, I felt like the Packers got pressure on him every play, and he manages to uh, run around and find a guy almost every time. He's truly amazing.
2: here's um, here's why I'm worried about the Packers. I think they match up. i don't I don't like the matchup against San Francisco. Uh, they They have no depth in terms of receiver targets. San Francisco's defense is too good. And if they, if Adams, they, I mean, the Packers need Adams to be an absolute freak this week. Jimmy Graham's got to have a game too. Jimmy, I mean, if you're looking at this, and you know, Matt brought this to our attention today, the Packers after Devontae's eight for one sixty and Jimmy Graham's, I mean, three for forty nine is not even like that's a that's a that's a good, I guess, a decent game. The next best was one for 11 yards. No one had more than one catch or more than 11 yards after that. They're going to need to find – people going to need to step up in a hurry. Um, uh, so I'm worried
1: about them for that reason next week. How is uh, – so how is Marzula feeling about next week's game?
2: Uh, you know, we, we haven't talked about it yet. More, More still, you know, letting him settle in, get his bearings, his feet under him, realize that he is in the NFC Championship game. He's gonna be. It's gonna be around. You know, probably Friday morning. We're gonna start to hear about it. A
1: little who? Bit more. He never responded to my tweet. I'd like to say. I think you are private, and I don't know if you guys follow each other. He must. But uh, who on God's green earth thinks the Packers were fraudulent? I'm confused. A lot of people.
0: No one's. No one's. A lot of people have doubted them this season. A lot of people. Listen. They they finished 13 and 3 and they had I think like the second or third worst odds to win the Super Bowl coming yeah. into the playoffs. Yeah. It sounds like people doubted them and they still have the second worst odds right now only in front of the Titans. By like they're they're behind the Chiefs and the Niners by a significant margin.
1: Yeah, as they- it should be. But All right, prediction time. We're going to give our winner our final score prediction and our MVP of the game will wow. start with the Saturday game, which I don't know. They're
2: both on Sunday. Chad did not look into this prior. <laughs>
1: Another lie. From I love,
2: love the scheduling Sunday at 3.05 and then at 6.40. This is the same as it was last week. I, you know, Saturday might be better without football just to take a little, take a little bit easier. Um, not have to worry about that. Ease look, us
1: into the offseason.
2: Ease us into the offseason. Give us a pair on Sunday. Um, Give us something to look forward to on Sunday. Maybe suppress the scaries a little bit. Who knows? But I'm looking forward to both of these matchups. Well, Interesting year, enough. Uh, the early game is the AFC, uh, Tennessee, Kansas City. Looking forward to uh, wintertime. Tony Romo with the peacoat in the booth in Arrowhead Stadium. There's rarely a better look uh, in any. City municipality
0: than that. Jim Nance up quick, here with quick, quick, quick side note. Tony Romo has apparently been offered a ten to fourteen million dollar contract from ESPN to join the Monday Night Football crew and take over for Booger. Um, could be his last game with Jim Nance. So take that all in. He is going to be. He is going to put on a
2: show for us. I, I quite honestly am getting a tingly sensation thinking about just the awareness. Just massage it. The the ability he has to call plays so frequently before they happen is is magical. He's a wizard.
1: He's the best us?
0: in the game for a reason. Best in the game for a reason. So uh, I, I can start if you need me to. Yeah. Go ahead. Interesting enough, I'll say this. Both spreads are seven and a half right now. Yeah, I was surprised by that um, for both conferences, actually. Um, this is going to be a tough game for the Chiefs. This is gonna be a tough game. Um, if the if it's snowing a lot, and uh, I don't know if it is, and Mahomes can't get going, then the Titans are gonna they're gonna pound it and they're gonna win the game. I think, to be quite honest with you, but I do think Kansas City wins the game. I'm gonna be taking Titans plus seven and a half. I think Chiefs win twenty four twenty one. So I, I oh go
1: ahead oh go ahead no you go ahead. I'm kind of getting a number in my head as I massage my temples and I hate the number I'm getting. So John, you go first. I have to recall.
2: Okay. And your audio is shit. So um, we're, Connor, I love, I love everything you said. I actually was going to go in that same path. I think Tennessee has not shown hardly any flaws or ways to sufficiently be able to stop what they're doing. Even with the passing game not really going, that's honestly going to play to their advantage, I think, because it can only get better. So, you know, having not shown any cracks, Kansas City showed cracks in the in the first quarter against Houston. That's something Tennessee, Mike Vrabel, I think is a fantastic coach. That's something they can look at and game plan for and and probably, I think, going to keep them in this game. It's going to be very close for three quarters. Um I like Kansas City to ultimately win, and my prediction's close to Connors. I'm going 28-24. Late touchdown drive. Tennessee's going to be up late. Late touchdown drive to put them ahead 28-24, Kansas City.
0: Yeah, the only thing I'll add is the the one thing Tennessee absolutely cannot have happen is Kansas City get up early on them. Yeah. Because if Ryan Tannehill has to start slinging the rock, that's, they're gonna, it's going to be a long day. I mean, yeah. he's he's had a great year, but he's still – Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, that's be absolutely
2: better. that's absolutely valid. Tennessee is a team that has to has to get up early. That's how they they were able to really shove it down Baltimore the entire game with Derrick Henry. So
1: I am gonna go. I couldn't get this number out of my head and I hate it, but I'm going 37 23. Kansas City MVP of the game, Damian Williams. Okay. If
0: I'm, Kansas City wins, Mahomes will be the MVP.
1: What's your opinion.
2: I'll just, and, you know, just to switch it up, I'll say it's going to be Travis Kelsey.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad one. Um, with what we talked about a minute ago, I would also advise paying attention to the live line. If you don't like Kansas City at minus seven and a half, yeah. if Tennessee does get up early, like Houston did last week, could be a good spot to find the Chiefs. I would not take the Titans if they fall behind early. That would be a bad live bet, in my opinion. But who knows? Maybe Ryan Tannehill goes off and he goes to the Super Bowl and he wins a Super Bowl. I would be yeah. like Rex Grossman going to a Super Bowl with the Bears. Literally the same thing. I, I picture them as similar quarterbacks. And I guess if we're are we are we
2: saying what our, our play of the game is for each game?
1: Brought to you by Subway.
2: <laughs> yep. Connor. Is is Tennessee, and you guys can look at the totals. But is Tennessee, Connor, plus seven and a half your play for the game? That's why I play for the game. Okay.
1: No, I'm changing my mind. I can't take it anymore. I took him from the beginning. Titans win the game, 35-34. thirty-four. <laughs> I'm changing Chad my is, mind. <laughs>
0: Chad is disgusting. He is so apparently. Apparently, we uh, we have a grade school student joining us today on the show. Uh, he just found out that the Tennessee Titans are, in fact, an NFL football team.
1: I'm going with the Titans 35-34. MVP, Derrick Henry. Play of the game will be a 72-yard touchdown run from Mr. Henry himself. Not, not, so not the play you're, of the
0: game. Your play of the game.
1: What do you – oh, my play of the game. Pound <laughs> the over. Pound it. <laughs>
2: Chad is out of pocket. My play of the game will align with Connor plus seven and a half Tennessee. If they go up early, Connor, we're looking for a cute middle play on What's a live that? bet. Yes,
0: oh. I would love to get Kansas City at like between the plus two and like the minus two range. That'd be ideal. Minus two or lower. Anything ideally. that gives a,
2: a field goal, where where you can win by a field goal, for Kansas City. I would like that. Uh, moving on to Green Bay, San Francisco. I think I'm more excited for this one here. We're going to have here. We're going to have, uh, in the booth, Mr. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. My father doesn't love the the duo there, but he's going to have to soldier on through it. I know he will. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, if you want me to kick things off, San Francisco, I think presents a matchup nightmare for Green Bay a little bit on the defensive side of things. Uh, I know Rodgers is, is an absolute uh, craftsman at getting free in the pocket, but that's a really, that's a defensive line that no one's been able to, to slow down really at any point this season. So interested to see if Green Bay can. Uh, I think they showed some cracks against Seattle. But I think their defense might match up relatively well with San Francisco if the, the Smith brothers can get to Garoppolo quick enough. They've been dominant. They've been the heartbeat on defense.
0: Yeah, uh, looking at this game, I'll just come out and say my play of the games can be Packers plus seven and a half. I think that's a pretty outrageous line. But on paper, the Niners have a better defense, better offense, better team. The only reason I think the Packers will win this game is because i like Aaron Rodgers to outplay Jimmy Garoppolo by a significant margin. Jimmy Garoppolo showed, you know, great flashes late in the game against, I believe it was New Orleans uh, in the Superdome a couple of months ago. We'll see if he can do that um, in the NFC Championship game. Importantly, the game is in San Francisco, correct? Yep. Yeah, so that's huge. If the Niners were going to Lambeau, I'd feel a whole lot better about the Packers winning. With that being said... Aaron Rodgers is going back to California. He's from there. He went to school there. They're my team to win the Super Bowl. I put a future on them about week 12 or 13. I'm going to go Packers 31-24.
1: Okay. Wow. Um, quickly, and I think
0: it's tied uh, late, and they score, they score to go up.
1: I like the 49ers 27-24. I think the 49ers defense makes some big stops at the end of the game in a close one. I see a touchdown from the 49ers with about two minutes left to take that three-point lead. I see Garoppolo versus Tannehill in the Super Bowl, which I know a lot of people saw at the beginning of the year. Uh, the MVP of the game. my Will-
0: Would that oh, be the play- lowest-watched Super Bowl ever? I'm not kidding, <laughs>
1: Um, I like the Packers plus seven and a half. My MVP of the game will be Tevin Coleman. I think he has a touchdown on the ground and a touchdown through the air. And it will be a, a wildly entertaining Super Bowl.
2: I am going with San Francisco 31-27. to 27. I like Green Bay to cover. They Green Bay to cover is my play of the game. Plus seven and a half. There is no shot that I don't bet on that. Considering I have San Francisco to win the Super Bowl, I'm kind of in a win-win spot by taking Green Bay here. Uh, one of them will make me happy at the end of the day. If, if San Francisco advances, I'll be thrilled. Uh,
0: Thirty-one oh, both twenty-seven of them could make you happy at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly,
2: exactly. Thirty-one twenty-seven. Uh, San Francisco, I have George Kittle. I'm going with both tight ends, taking uh, player of the game honors here. Kittle and I think Kelsey are both going to have a pair of tutties and are going to catch the crucial winning touchdown uh, in each game. Yeah, quickly, my MVP
0: will be Aaron Rodgers. I'll go with both quarterbacks. Okay. Okay going to be a great weekend of uh, NFL football, hopefully.
1: Um, No college will be sad, to say the least.
2: Yeah, but it's it's an adjustment period.
1: This is the time
0: of the year, though, when I start getting geared up for college hoops. You get college game day now for college hoops. Um, So Uh, hopefully the teams play well. I think Clemson might have beat Duke tonight. Honestly, I, I didn't check the final score. They did.
1: This Well, Connor looks that up. This uh, this weekend, uh, you know, without college football, it's kind of like, you know, you break up with your girlfriend. It's that Tuesday night when usually you're strolling over to her house for a little milk and cookies. And uh, (laughs) this time around, it's like you're weaning off. Like, you're sitting there Saturday, like, what am I going to do? This is when you start analyzing, like Connor said, that college basketball. You look to find that Jarrett Culver. You look to see who that – dangerously efficient team is like Virginia, and you just eye in, you lock in, you you lick that mustache, you brace yourself for just penetrative college basketball <laughs> of the twenty twenty season. I'm excited. I I'm all in on Louisville.
0: Okay, that's not kind of a I, bad
2: pick. I, I, I had a moment this weekend. I was looking at the ESPN ticker. This was between uh, NFL games on Saturday, and I noticed that the Baylor Bears basketball team is ranked number four, and they just went on the road to Kansas and won by 12, who is number three, yeah. I believe. Yeah, and, and Butler's What's,
0: ranked sixth. What is going on, Powers? Uh, every time a team gets into the top five, they lose basically the next game. It, it's happened like the most – ever. At the Baylor is season. now
2: ranked second. That's incredible. And Duke just went down. They're three. Auburn is still undefeated at four. They're going to sneak their way back up. And then Butler's going to move to four. Honestly, dude, Baylor almost moved to one. They had more first place votes. Gonzaga snuck them out by seven points. Or, yeah, seven points in the AP poll. That's, that's yeah. razor thin.
0: I will say it makes for a crappy start of the season, but March Madness is about to be insane this year. I feel like every like
2: everything is so open. Every sport, every league this year has been so open and different and exciting, dude. I'm excited looking at this. <laughs> what do we see? What's coming up on Saturday? I'm gonna have nothing else to watch. I have no choice.
1: I will tell you right now, Jonathan Clemens.
2: Pretty tough. Pretty tough slate. There is not a single. Uh, there is one ranked matchup. It's Louisville Duke. at six p.m. Really? Yeah.
0: I think they're they start getting real big, uh, not the Saturday, but the Saturday after. I see a couple of games. I love
2: Big East basketball. Seton Hall and St. John's, noon Saturday, Fox. Maybe Gus Johnson's on the call. Oh my <laughs> god!
0: Get me a little bit more fired up. Why don't you? Yeah. <sighs> and last thing, last thing we should touch on before we. Uh, you know, we let the people finish their days. Baseball. Big news out of baseball the past two days. If you haven't heard, uh, A.J. Hinch, uh, also the GM for the Astros, both fired after being suspended by the MLB for a year for their roles in the uh, sign-stealing scandal. Also today, Alex Cora and the Red Sox mutually part ways. What the fuck is going on in the MLB? Is this a big deal? Does it matter? This is, this is
2: news. Like I am
0: so dialed out of baseball
2: right now that I learned this stuff over text message hours later. Uh, quite honestly, I don't think that um, the, either team is going to be too affected performance-wise without these two managers who have barely been there. Uh, they've won championships, but it's all about who's playing on the field, I feel like, at this point.
1: Red Sox will not make the playoffs again this year. Houston again, will take it. They won't. Okay. Houston. I want to put it. I
0: want to insert a hot take about the Red Sox. By Boston the way. wasn't even good last year. Like Core could have been fired just because they weren't good. So I know they they signed Mookie Betts to avoid arbitration. I will stick to this. I think if Mookie Betts was white, they would have signed him to a long term deal. Boston historically racist. I think something's going on there. The guy won an MVP and they wanted to trade him for like 3 years.
2: That's Wow. I don't make
0: that bold claim. That's just the that wow. last bit of a
2: uh, bombshell. what I want to say tonight. An absolute bombshell.
1: And then the Astros, the Astros will be back in the World Series led by superstar Garrett Cole. Oh, wait. Oh. Never mind. Hey. Ha ha sucks to suck. Oh. Hey. Alex Bregman,
0: MVP. He had to have known something was up, right? He definitely knew some shit was about to go down if he bounced like that. I well, mean, aside from always wanting to play for money. the Yankees, and he got a lot of money, yeah. It's a lot of a lot of a perfect storm. This is a perfect storm.
1: I am excited for fantasy baseball to be back on the horse.
2: I'm excited to to get back in the mood in about five months. Um <laughs> Well, actually, the season's closer than that.
1: NBA. uh
2: I'm always ready.
1: Two days always until the playoffs. Zion Williamson makes his NBA debut.
0: Wow. Uh, it's rumored to be a Thursday, right?
1: Correct.
2: Okay. A week and a half until I'm in Philly watching the Lakers, Sixers, and recently got hurt. That's disappointing. Probably won't be playing.
1: All right. Can we hang up now? Really done with you guys,
2: <laughs> and just like that, we're gonna sail off into the sunset.
1: We love you all. We wish you nothing but the best of this next week journey in life. For all of you, just say a prayer at night. You know, pray to the, pray to that God or that thing up there, or just just say a blessing. Um, because we love you, you love us. That's what this life is about. Uh, amen. Good night.
0: Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.